Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. Joining me today, all the way from Washington, is Matt Wilson, the statewide waterfowl specialist for Washington. What is it? Department of Fish and Wildlife. Is that right, Matt? That's right. Department of Fish and Wildlife. All right. My memory serves me pretty well. You had joined us, I think, in a previous season, kind of giving us an update on or maybe we were just talking about kind of opportunities for uh, for hunting and waterfowl habitat management that goes on there in the state. But we wanted to have you back here in early November to give an update out there from the Pacific Flyway, the northern end of the U.S. portion of the Pacific Flyway on habitat conditions, waterfowl, migration status, I guess you might say, and then any kind of hunting reports that you're hearing. And hey, th- we wanted to do this now, obviously, just trying to get coverage there across different parts of the country. But Y'all have been having a lot of rain out there, and I know coastal, you've had some pretty dramatic flooding, and, and of course, that's a big concern to us and to, to y'all, I'm sure. You know, nobody likes to see that, but we wanted to touch base with you and kind of outside of that, or maybe even in the context of some of that system, get you to give us a bit of an update on it, and so that sound like something we can do? Yeah, certainly happy to do it. So I, I guess, Matt, you are the state waterfowl specialist. And for kind of big picture, when we think about the state of Washington, for those people that may not may not be as familiar with it, break it down for us in terms of regions that are important for waterfowl. What are we just talking about here? East of the mountains, west of the mountains, any sub-geographies that we need to be aware of here as we start talking? Yeah, that's right. So the state of Washington, we, and as a management agency, you know, we divide the state as Eastern Washington and Western Washington, and that's, that's the Cascade Crest. So the West side of the state, you know, grabs all the, the inland, the moisture coming off the ocean, has a lot of rainfall, uh, wet environment. And then on the East side of the state, significantly different, far less rainfall, more of a arid desert environment in large parts of the state. So really two very different uh, waterfowling ecosystems uh, in the state of Washington. And, and we manage uh, the populations of birds differently. Uh, we see different numbers of birds from different parts um, of the continent uh, on each side of the state. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a big variety of, of how the habitat exists on the landscape in Washington. And we, we always refer to it as Eastern Washington or Western Washington. And that's sort of where any discussion about waterfowl habitat or opportunity uh, starts in the state. So, Matt, I, I think the way we'll do this is I'll ask you here to, to give us a as we, give us an update or give us your perspective as we came into the waterfowl season, how the different habitats there across Washington between those two large geographies were, were shaping up. We've talked with a lot of other folks leading up to, well, I I guess during the summer and then early part of this particular season about breeding conditions and what type of production likely was to occur. So we've kind of had that as a backdrop to some of our other conversations. And so now we're, we're wanting to talk about the time of year and habitat conditions when we're out there chasing these birds. So as, as the state of Washington began to approach its waterfowl hunting season, how were habitat conditions sort of shaping up there in, in different important areas for the state? Yeah. So Coming into the waterfowl season this year, uh, Eastern Washington, which I spend the majority of my time in the field, uh, was very dry. 
um, drier than it's been in a number of years. And habitat conditions for breeding birds was pretty poor. We know production was down, so we know we had fewer local birds produced this year. Um, so we sort of anticipated a slower start to the season um, and fewer small puddles, available habitat for migrating birds and for hunters to use. And, and that was certainly the case as the season began. Um, conditions were pretty poor overall. Um, entirely due to a very hot, dry summer um, in eastern Washington. Uh, the west side of the state uh, also had a very dry summer, and conditions were marginal at best there. Um, you know, there's always more water available, a little better habitat just because there's more rainfall, but it was a very hot and dry summer as well on the west side of the state leading into the season, which complicates production and opportunity for, for hunters. So is it is it fair to say that this was a bit below average habitat conditions coming into the hunting season were, were below average pretty much across the state? Yeah, that would certainly be a fair assessment. Um, you know, we once again, our, our annual sort of pond count and aerial surveys were, were canceled because of COVID concerns. But we we were able to get out and do some ground truthing to sort of traditional uh, breeding habitats and during our brood surveys. And certainly conditions were very dry um, across much of the state during the production period. Okay, and then as you get into fall, now west of the uh, west of the mountains, I, I think it, I, I can imagine some of the weather systems, and I'm aware of some of the weather systems that have affected that portion of the state here just, I mean, and in an ongoing fashion. So I can imagine how weather systems will, uh, will change habitat conditions there. But what about east of, in, in eastern Washington, once we get into the fall and winter, is that area subject to precipitation events, you know, a lot of rain that can change, that can turn things around? I, and I guess this is pretty much a question about what's this, what's this, the, the rain season for eastern Washington? And I guess to parlay that, what have you seen in terms of any changes in habitat conditions in eastern Washington uh, over the past couple of months? Yeah, so over the last couple of months, um, we have seen a significant increase in uh, rainfall and moisture already this year. Um, there's some anticipation of it being a wet winter in the Pacific Northwest, and we've already seen some of that here in eastern Washington. I was out just yesterday uh, checking on some of the wildlife area fields, and there's actually some green up, um, which is a little early just because we have received rainfall. With these massive weather systems that are hitting the west coast, some of that moisture makes it over the Cascade Crest, um, with snow in the mountains, and it has brought uh, even the river levels on the east side of the state uh, significantly higher. So habitat conditions have improved um, dramatically in the last couple of days, frankly, in the east side of the state, as well as the west side the portions that aren't underwater. <laughs> well, let's talk about that a bit. Uh, the western portion of the state has obviously, as I introduced a few minutes ago, been subjected to some you know, record rainfall, record river levels. I, I've seen some of that on the Weather Channel. And, you know, obviously that is going to, that's going to inundate a lot of areas that ducks normally would have used and it's going to make them unusable and, you know, not even to mention that for a lot of people right now, uh, how those storms are affecting duck habitat is not even remotely in their mind. Like people are having water in their homes and roadways are being flooded out and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, nevertheless, there are, there are, well, I guess my question would be, are there, how is that like wholesale affecting waterfowl, waterfowl habitats there, at least in some of the areas that may not be subjected to some of the most torrential aspects of the storms? Yeah, so in fact, I was over there the last couple of days in Whatcom and Skagit County, where the majority of that flooding has taken place from the Nooksack River and the Skagit River. 
and it was very significant. I saw it firsthand. Uh, I was checking on a couple of our hunting areas uh, that are managed by the Department of Fish and Wildlife. And I can tell you that there was so much water available everywhere that the birds that were in the area, new to the area, were dispersed over everywhere. I mean, it's hard to paint a picture of it, but there is so much water everywhere that the birds were highly dispersed. I know of several of the uh, hunting blinds that we have available in wildlife areas had four to five feet of standing water in them. Uh, the, the, the good thing about that that will come of it, though, is there is a recharge in the sort of the water table in the area, there's more water available. And it does tend to recede out of those areas relatively rapidly. It was, it was coupled not only with that storm surge and the rainfall, but the high tide periods of the full moon. So sort of these multiple factors came together to really produce a lot of flooding in the area. And in fact, uh, just the other day, a friend of mine and I, we were out trying to, trying to find a hunting opportunity and we couldn't get around. Um, roads were closed. Wildlife areas were shut down. Uh, hunting blinds were literally picked up and pushed off of their off of their areas. So, yeah, for right now, it's going to be a real challenge, but I think it's going to produce good wintering habitat, overwintering habitat for migratory birds, and will probably hold them in the area a little longer than, than they might otherwise. So it's a challenge right now for people to get around, but there should be opportunity going forward. Speaking of opportunities, what... What have you been hearing uh, from your hunters? How had their success been uh, this or thus far into the season? Any kind of anecdotal reports on that? Yeah, I received several today and actually over the weekend. So it's been a mixed bag. Um, I can speak a lot to eastern Washington, sort of the central part of the of the state, north of the Tri-City area, which is Kennewick, Pasco, and Richland, north of Moses Lake. Um, they've been doing pretty well. We have a lot of snow geese in, we have a lot of small geese showing up and pretty decent numbers of, of ducks. I know the mallards aren't quite where they can be sometimes this year, but they're starting to show up, um, in the Yakima Valley near where I live, which is closer to the Cascade Crest, uh, been pretty slow so far. Um, not a lot of birds around, uh, not a lot of really positive reports so far, but it is still fairly early in the season for us here. And then in western Washington, certainly in that Skagit Watkins, sort of the northwest corner of the state, people have been doing really well. Um, mixed bags, you know, mallards, uh, widgeon, stuff like that. They're, they're having pretty good success. And snow goose numbers have been increasing. So they've been having a lot of opportunity there. Um, yeah. And then from some of the more coastal areas there west of the mountains, are they – do you have any reports on that? I know I have a, know a couple of folks that hunt the Columbia River and maybe the Columbia uh, River estuary. Any reports from some of those traditional coastal hunting uh, locations? Yeah, I've done a couple of reports. I do have a friend or two that do, some, do a fair amount of hunting uh, on the lower Columbia River and in some of those larger bays. Um, they've had sort of a mixed opportunity or mixed success, um, partly because of these, these weather storms that tend to keep the birds unsettled. So, you know, a lot of people hunt tidal systems for those kind of opportunities. And that can be a real challenge when you have these sort of big western storms coming in one after the other after the other. Um, but those, those areas, for those who, who have the experience, they tend to be fairly consistent. Um, nice mixed bag of birds and mallards diving ducks and all kinds of opportunities at, at uh, a variety, uh, which, they, which people really enjoy. Matt, I have a, 
I think, two more questions here for you. One would be coming into this season, I think you as a waterfowl uh, specialist would have developed some type of expectation of what this season might be like, kind of based on what we knew was happening with regard to some of the prairie drought. I know the the uh, Alberta, you any of the prairie birds that y'all get are probably going to come from Alberta, but then you're going to get mo- a lot of your birds from Alaska. But and then, of course, your locally produced birds, based on what you knew in terms of kind of breeding habitat conditions in some of those areas, likely going to produce few ducks. You had um, you'd probably develop some expectations. What? Ha- how has this season so far? Again, recognizing that it's still pretty early in some areas, uh, how has it lived up to your expectations uh, at this point? I think for for my personal experience and my opportunity, I I really get the impression that. It's right in the average um, because, like you said, we do see, particularly on the east side of the state, we see a lot of birds that come from uh, Prairie Canada. And as everyone knows, that's been you know, very dry and low production rates this year. But the opportunities still exist. Um, it might take a little more time and a little more effort, but you know the opportunity is still there. And then uh, in western Washington, there's always decent opportunity there. It tends to be more uh, weather-driven frankly, than, than a lot of other opportunities in the east side of the state. So, um, you know, people have the time and have the patience. I think they're going to do as well. There's, there's going to be fewer birds in the sky, I think, overall. Um, but production was good in Alaska, and that does drive a lot of our west side harvest. And my last question here, I know you you have to get on to other things this afternoon. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us here briefly today. But what about uh, additional weather systems that may be on the way in? It, I, I didn't look at the Weather Channel this morning, but if my memory from yesterday is correct, y'all still have one that's supposed to, maybe it's actively coming ashore right now or is still going to. What does the immediate future look like in terms of weather that's going to continue to affect the state of Washington? Yeah, we do have another weather system coming in. It, it doesn't appear to pack quite a big, big a punch as the last one, and not as wind driven, which will be which will be a, a good relief for the people who've been you know suffering through some of this flooding. Um, but what come what's coming with that now? The change we're starting to see is we're starting to see a lot of really colder weather. Um, we're down into the 30s at night, both sides of the state, uh, which will drive a lot of that uh, that bird movement and opportunity. So that's really the, the change that we're looking forward to. Um, you know, harvest opportunity and, and duck hunters to have a little more success in the field. Well, Matt, I think we're going to wrap it up right there. Like I said, we wanted to keep this this short and sweet. We know you have other things to do, but we wanted to provide people just um, a, a quick update on how things were happening out there in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, we appreciate you joining us here on previous episodes and appreciate you being uh, being agreeable agreeable to um to chat with us today and best of luck to you and and your constituents for the rest of the season and of course here we are right in front of thanksgiving so i can't let this go without wishing you and everyone else out there a happy thanksgiving hope people are able to get outside and enjoy the resource and certainly our hearts go out to those folks that are affected by the flooding Uh, i know all too well from some of the experiences where i've lived uh, and some of the places where i've lived never been affected by that personally but some of the people and friends and folks certainly have. I know all too well what, what a lot of those folks are going through. So um, hearts thoughts, hearts and thoughts certainly go out to them. But uh, happy Thanksgiving to y'all. And uh, thank you again, Matt, for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. 
A special thanks to our guest on today's episode, Matt Wilson with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. We greatly appreciate his time and a quick little update on how things are, are happening out there in the state of Washington. As always, we thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for the wonderful job that he does with these podcasts and getting them out to you. And to you, our listener, we thank you for your time and for spending with us, and we thank you for your support and commitment to wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. Ducks.